0: Hello, welcome to Spiritual Warfare. My name is Teresa.
1: And my name is Kay.
0: Well, Miss Kay, you retired last week, my friend. I can't believe it. How exciting was that?
1: Very, very, very exciting. I can't even believe when I say it. I'm retired. (laughs) And what? (laughs) It really hasn't set in yet, but I praise God. Uh, I praise God that he made a way. Uh, there were many times when I couldn't see a way in my career, and I just praise him that through the pandemic and everything, that he brought me to the other side. And I praise him, through um, lots of prayer, that I feel like I walked out on a good note, uh, with accomplishing things and not leaving a bunch of, you know, a bunch of messes behind for my coworkers and my manager and yeah. So um, I'm, I'm, I feel refreshed. You know, this is like you know day number six. Okay. I can't even imagine waking up and not
0: having to go to work. For anybody out there who thinks that they can't save for retirement, let me tell you, Kay was good. She saved for retirement. I did not. I'm 61. I don't even see retirement in my future. And it's sad. Because I don't know why, it's funny how some people will think of things, why well, I got to do this, this, and this. I've always lived paycheck to paycheck. That's just what I've always done. And it is such a bummer. <laughs> it is such a bummer that I
1: can't retire. I'm jealous. Miss K. I'm so jealous. But, but, but I believe that Teresa's day is going to come. I believe it is. I believe that she can't see that far into the future, but God can and Yes. Yes, I believe that the day that is going to come... That goes Even if to, they just,
0: like, her. do $10 to, towards their 401K, you in your 20s, your 30s, please start saving now so you can be where Kay's at when you get in your 60s <laughs> and not where I'm at. <laughs> well, no. Miss Kay, do you have anything to share with I, us before we get started? Yeah, I do. And one of the great
1: things... During this week of retirement, where I didn't have to be up at the crack of dawn, but I, I did do some watching some children's and so forth, but it wasn't quite so early. It gave me time to, especially during the summer season, uh, go back out on my sunroom with a cup of coffee and my Bible and a couple of devotions. Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, which I know a lot of people know this verse um uh, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Hope and a future. And how can I deal with discouragement? You know, we, we have discouragement. And I think we have a lot of discouragement in our nation and in the world right now. Um, but that's part of the reason that we're coming before you with this book of signs with Dr. David Jeremiah is so that you can have hope what the future is going to bring, if you believe in Jesus Christ. But remember this, that while disappointments are inevitable, discouragement is a choice. You do not have to yield to the devil's deliberating whispers of doubt and fear or be trapped in self-pity. I've been there. This is really uplifting to me. For God is with us. He is not against us. And when you feel tempted to yield to discouragement, go to God in prayer tell him all you're feeling. God has an objective view of the situation you know we, we can't see sometimes you know past um, our nose yeah or the doubt or the or the self-pity and he sees your future and he knows the direction your life will take. He also wants you to totally depend on him and not rely on the compliments of others earthly success or worldly resources to make you happy. While disappointments will come, um, you live in a fallen world. And after all, you can live above it by focusing your heart on Jesus Christ. If you are in an emotional or physically difficult spot right now, refuse to become discouraged, ask the Lord to reveal His will and His plan for your life, Commit yourself to him fully and obey him, no matter what it costs. See, sometimes we're so afraid to just at all costs, at all costs. And no matter what cost you, uh, if you take this approach, then God will provide for you in ways that far exceed human understanding.
0: Amen, sister. Over and over and over again, I say that he does it all the time. Isn't he amazing? Back, I mean, how long have we been friends now? Now probably over 30, 40 years, something Uh, like
1: that. i thinking so because (laughs) I believe my 45th class reunion. (laughs) No, I can't be that old. Oh, yes, I am. (laughs) I know,
0: right? Oh, yeah. We have seen what God has done in each one of our lives over these past 40 years. And it is the coolest thing ever to get up and make a phone call and say, you're not going to believe this. Or he'll do it while we're all together, too. That's even better. You know, so thank you, Miss Kay. That was really, really uplifting. And it's a good reminder. Don't be discouraged because Satan only lets you see the bad stuff. He doesn't. And he makes you think it's bad stuff. So yeah, absolutely.
1: I'd never heard it, um, you know, said that way. That it's a choice. Yes. Um, that I
0: mean. if you think about it, everything's a choice. Whether you're in a bad mood, whether you're in a good mood, everything will hit you, and it's how people handle it. That's hard for me to comprehend. It just is, I the choice. choice. You're gonna be mad and angry all day. Why? Okay, so that happened. Okay, but why would you be miserable and wallow in self pity? I don't get that. I would much rather get up, be happy, and call my friends. Oh my gosh, you're not gonna believe what happened. I really need prayer. I'm so mad right now. So angry. And then that's it. Right. You let it go. I uh, we just have to do that. Well, okay. Back to the exciting things. We are going to read now about the power of their plagues. Um, I will start off here, and we'll do that every other. Okay. Okay. The power of their plagues. Disasters often shake people out of their complacency and spur them to seek more stability than the world offers. That will be the primary purpose of the three plagues the witnesses will inflict during their ministry, the plague of death. And opposition intensifies. Many attempts will be made on witnesses' lives, but since their ministry is vital in the tribulation period, God will give them power to defend themselves. In his confrontation on Mount Carmel, Elijah called down fire from heaven. The two witnesses will also employ fire, but in a unique way. If anyone wants to harm them, fire proceeds from their mouth and devours their enemies. This time in life is going to be insane. The plague of drought. The two witnesses possess power to shut heaven so that no rain falls in the days on their prophecy. The days of the prophecy will span three and a half years, the first half of the tribulation period, which matches the duration of the drought Elijah imposed on Israel when he prayed earnestly that it would not rain and it did not rain on the land for three three years and six months. These two miraculously imposed droughts will be the longest the earth has ever experienced. The Plague of Disease The two witnesses will have power over waters to turn them into blood. This power reflects that which was given to Moses who turned the Nile River red with blood. This plague correlates to those announced by the second trumpet in Revelation. The second angel sounded and something like a great mountain burning with fire was thrown into the sea and a third of the sea became blood and a third of the living creatures in the sea died and a third of the ships were destroyed. The contaminated water will cause epidemics of disease. None of these miracles will be performed out of anger or vindictiveness Their primary purpose will be to shake people out of their delusion that all is well, convict them of their sinfulness, and awaken their need to repent. One effect of both the preaching and the miracles of the witnesses may be that the turmoil they arouse will delay the completion of the Antichrist's quest for world dominion. Only when they are annihilated Will his path to power be clear of obstruction? Mm -hmm. Boy, I tell you what, the witnesses, they are given a lot of power. Can you imagine Mm -hmm. the enemies and then fire coming out of their mouth to destroy their enemies? Wow, what a sight.
1: The persecution of the witnesses. Although God will protect the two witnesses until they have completed their ministry, He will finally allow the Antichrist to destroy them. Oh. When they finish their testimony, the beast that ascends out of the bottomless pit will make war against them, overcome them, and kill them. The death of the witnesses will expose the extreme depravity of the Antichrist and the unregenerated people of the tribulation period. But as we shall soon see... Their deaths were merely a prelude to a spectacular demonstration of God's reality and power.
0: The death of the witnesses. As the passage above says, the witnesses will be killed by the beast that ascends out of the bottomless pit. Here we are first introduced to the beast, the Antichrist, who will be mentioned 35 more times in the book of Revelation. Though not previously referred to, his career at this point will have been highly active and successful. He will have manipulated events, taken over governments, and signed a peace treaty with Israel, setting the stage for world domination halfway through the tribulation period the beast will order the two witnesses assassinated this act will greatly expand his popularity
1: and consolidate his power the display of their bodies after the witnesses are killed the dead bodies will lie in the street of the great city which spiritually is called sodom and egypt or also our lord was crucified throughout history most cultures have buried corpuses quickly, often on the day of death, or at least preserved them until burial could be accomplished. But not so with these two witnesses. The Antichrist will defile their bodies by leaving them unburied to demonstrate his contempt for them and their message. The great city where these bodies will be displayed is Jerusalem. At this time, the holy city will be a sewer of corruption, like ancient Saddam and Egypt. Places associated in the Jewish mind with the most deprived sexual perversions and the cruelest tyranny. Throughout the tribulation period, Jerusalem will be a city of contrasts. After God God delivers it from the armies of God, it will descend into extreme wickedness and democracy. Even as their temple is rebuilt on its own, original site and the Jews' ancient sacrifices are restored, on the surface, Jerusalem will seem to have reached its peak of glory and holiness, but from within it will emanate the stench of decay and death. Henry Morris calls Jerusalem the holy city and the city of peace, as well as the city where God's prophets die and the place where the beast soldiers will apprehend and slay the witnesses and leave their bodies unburied in the street for all their enemies to see. The unburied bodies of the two witnesses will be seen worldwide. Those from the peoples, tribes, tongues, and nations will see their dead bodies three and a half days and not allow their dead bodies to be put into the grave. Decades ago, Critics dismissed this passage as impossible. How could this grisly spectacle be seen around the world? Today, however, with satellite TV, social media, and the internet, the question no longer arises.
0: The delight of their enemies. The masses will celebrate the deaths of the two witnesses with a holiday rivaling Christmas. Those who dwell on earth will rejoice over them, make merry, and send gifts to one another because... These two prophets tormented those who dwell on earth. Here we have the only report of joy of any kind occurring throughout the tribulation period. What does this tell us about the state of the human heart in the end times? William Newell answers. Now comes the real revelation of the heart of man. Glee, horrid, insane, inhuman, hellish, ghoulish, Glee. There is actual delight at the death of God's witnesses. Utter unbounded delight. A regular Christmas time of hell ensues. Wow. <laughs> Well, Miss Kay, we're going to wrap it up there and then we'll come back next time and then you can start with the preservation of the witnesses. So we want to thank everybody for stopping by today and we'll see you next time for the preservation of the witnesses. Have a blessed week. Thank
1: you.